Hello and welcome to Pilot Season, a podcast all about looking at the very first episodes of television shows, which seems a little mean, but that's how generally pilots work, and sometimes we only watch the only episode of a show, so we judge and rank based only on one episode, and that's all we're ever going to watch. And this week, that's a lie, because I saw more episodes of this show than I care to admit to. It is the 2004 pilot for Joey which is obviously the uh, sitcom based off of the life of Joseph Gallo, known as Crazy Joe, or Joe the Blonde, who was a celebrated New York City gangster, and who was um, initiated who initiated one of the bloodiest mob conflicts since 1931, Castle Mirazi War, and was murdered as a result of it, and was the subject of a Bob Dylan song. I think I watched a different show. <laughs> I'm Patrick Brogan. And alongside me is Alan Byrne. Hello, Alan Byrne. Hello, Patrick Brogan. I realize that I switched up the entire intro there because I got caught in the explaining what the show is because last week I realized we never do that. It's only 37 episodes in and we finally decided to explain the show to people. Yeah, we're good at podcasting. <laughs> we're really good. Um, I figure it's pretty, uh, it's pretty self-evident. Also, um... Joseph Gallo's occupation was criminal, mafioso, and self-employed furniture salesman. I feel like only one of those went on his tax returns. He died on his birthday. Oh. oh well. well, he apparently was a very terrible human being, but still. Oh, uh, listeners, I'm going to apologize at the start for the kind of muffled audio quality. I broke my microphone, and I, I, I failed to enact the rule of two. Always have a spare. What Alan did, because he uses a headset microphone, see, Alan was uh, pretending to be Britney Spears. Yes. And, uh, if you don't know about this, but Alan, he he, uh, he has a secret uh, YouTube series where he reenacts Britney Spears concerts uh, from his living room. They get more views than PewDiePie. Uh, that was the first thing I could think of. <laughs> they get more views than the most popular person on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> have you, it's amazing you haven't heard of this. Have you seen YouTube? <laughs> Mind-bogglingly crappy things get all of the views. I say that with um, no hint of bitterness. <laughs> Speaking of mind-bogglingly crappy... Uh, Friends was a sitcom. Wait, what? Yeah, I liked Friends. Well, most people liked Friends to a point. It really sounded like you were dissing Friends there, Patrick. I know, I felt like throwing you a curveball. Um, <laughs> yeah, Friends is a show that existed um, for about a decade, and it was a big popular thing, but then it ended. And when things end... You know, when Cheers ended, we got Frasier. Um, when, I don't know, well, I need another spin-off. Uh, well, when Stargate Atlantis ended, we got Stargate Universe. When, I don't know, Star Trek The Next Generation ended, we got Deep Space Nine. and No, we got Voyager. Deep Space Nine started concurrently with... We got Deep Space Nine because we don't mention the other one. Or the other one. <laughs> they never happened. Uh, you, you don't like Crazy Captain Janeway and her adventures killing crew? No. Well, okay. I liked Voyager at the start, but it's like the opposite of Deep Space Nine, where, oh, totally. where it starts off good and gets terrible. <laughs> See, Patrick, this is why I think you'd like Battlestar Galactica, because uh, Ronald D. Moore, who worked on uh, Deep Space Nine. He was the showrunner. Uh, he, he uh, when Deep Space Nine ended, he went on to the the Voyager uh, writing team, and he decided uh, he didn't really get to bring the DS Nine treatment to Voyager because. Uh, I thought it was that he didn't really get Voyager was set in its ways at that point. I thought it was that he didn't really get Voyager. Like, well, I, I get the fact it's in space, but the the thing they're on is moving. It's not a station. <laughs> and what's with this lady captain? Where's the 
Like I don't I, and 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 the guy from Benson, the chef. What's going on? The other guy from Benson was on my show, and he was a shapeshifter. He can't shapeshift. What's what? I don't get this. I quit. So what? What he didn't he didn't mesh with the Voyager team because Voyager wanted to stay away from all that horrible continuity and consequences stuff. Oh no, continuity. So he went off and made his own show based on uh, an, another property. I did watch the original Battlestar Galactica um, in reruns. Also, Joey. <laughs> Let's talk about Joey rather than Star Trek. If you want to listen to us talk about Star Trek, you can go back to listen to the Cage episode with Leon Thomas. Uh, we could have us. He talked about Star Trek a lot on that episode. Uh, or if you still have episodes of the Insert We Name show, we, we did Star Trek during that we as did, well. Yeah, the first episode. Um, Joey premiered uh, 11 years ago, um, which is shocking. That hurts me. That hurts me deeply. Um, and apparently there was a... Uh, we're watching the first episode of the series proper. Um, there apparently was a screener pilot, a test, a test pilot done, that um, I only just found out as we went to record exists. But the only difference between that pilot and the first episode is they changed an actress and a character that has barely any impact on the plot. Like, like, we're, like we're talking none. So, nuts to that. Anyway, I kind of like, I actually was one of those people who thought Friends was still good up until it ended. I actually prefer later Friends to earlier Friends, which is a Apparently the reverse of most people's opinions. I don't know about you. I don't prefer Later Friends, but I still enjoyed it. I mean, it had Paul Rudd in it, so it's got that. This is true, and you, and as long-time listeners or anyone who knows Alan will know, Alan loves him some Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah, he's like my number two man crush. Have Paul Rudd and John Cusack ever been in a thing together? I think I'd explode if that happened. I, I think you would. I, I think you, you would be um, an Allen-shaped puddle of joy. But Joey, I'm trying to get back to Joey, with starring who else but Matt LeBlanc as, well, Joey Tribbiani, who has moved out to L.A. to become a star or something. I don't know. The pre-credit sequence is Joey gets, in the plane, gets off a plane, gets on a taxi... And talks to the taxi driver about how he's come to L.A. to make his big break. Only to find out he's in Dallas because he has a layover and he didn't realize that he... Or he forgot because he's stupid. Ah, silly Joey. Welcome to the next 20 minutes of the show. Because that's really what Joey is. It is just Joey being Joey without any of the other things that actually made friends more palatable. Did you have... Did you like opening credits of Matt LeBlanc driving, possibly in front of a green screen? I'm not sure if that was a green screen. I think that was actually L.A. Some of it looked like it might have been a green screen to me. But also, also, did you like the music that featured Will I Am? Uh, I couldn't really tell that it featured Will I Am until I looked it up later on Wikipedia. Yes, the theme song was a Sunny Hours by Long Beach Dub All-Star, All-Stars featuring Will I... Long Beach Dub All-Stars? I have <laughs> all their albums. I don't know who they are. Let's see who they are. They're... Me neither. They are a dub reggae ska rock band formed in 1997 and disbanded in 1992, but reformed 10 years later. They're back. Oh man, they're back? Sweet reunion tour. Their members include Jack Manis, Marshall Goodman, Tim Wu, Opie Ortiz, Raz One, and Miguel, I can't pronounce his surname. Happold? Possibly. The Sunny Hours song from the from the show uh, was from their second album, by the looks of things, which featured uh, the uh, aforementioned Will full stop, I, full stop, am, from the black, full stop, I'd, full stop, P's, full stop, I. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking at the word anymore, and I kind of forgot what, it, what the next word was. 
<laughs> Nothing tell, tells you more about Patrick's attitude towards modern music. <laughs> yes, the Black Eyed Peas are very modern, and then they haven't been. Are they even a thing? I think they've kind of stopped being a thing now, but they were a thing for a long time. Uh, they are apparently still active. Uh, they were on hiatus from 2012 to this year, but now they are not on hiatus. And the Wikipedia picture has them performing at a Walmart meeting. Or Walmart meeting, I don't know. This really tells you a lot about Joey, doesn't it? That we're not talking about Joey at all. <laughs> and also there was a little guy in in, 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 um, in Black Eyed Peas who also had full subs in his name. Apple Dap? Yes, I did not know that. So Joey. <laughs> the, the full opening credits are terrible. I hate them. I always hated them. It's very generic. The, yeah. it, the opening credits just say, look, it's Joey, but he's in L.A. Look at Matt LeBlanc driving. L.A. And then we meet his hitherto never mentioned before sister Gina. No, I'm going to have to call you up on that, Patrick. Oh. Uh, Joey has seven sisters and Gina has been mentioned before, but she was played by a different actress in, in Friends. Oh, okay. There was an early season episode where... Uh, all Joey's sisters were in an episode because uh, Chandler had uh, slept with one, I think. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. I was like, I'm wrong. But hey, there's like a decade of Friends and I've... I'm no Friends expert or Friendspert. Yeah, Friendspert, I believe, is the official term. I hope so. I don't write the Friends Wikipedia. so Or Central Perk Wiki. Yeah, the two competing Friends Wikis, apparently, that exist. If any, this podcast is anything, it tells you what wikis exist for what and how many there are. Um, looking at you, Pope Town. Uh, Gina, <laughs> the, despite having changed actors apparently because she was on the other show, I did not, I did not know this. She's had a boob job, and this brings us jokes, jokes pertaining to boobs, jokes pertaining to boobs. There are boobs. Um, she gets Joey's. Uh, she gets Joey's luggage using her boobs. Not, like, literally. <laughs> they're, they're not dexterous. No, she she just sort of poses as a guy in a suit and is like, hey, get that for me, and he does. And apparently at some point forces her brother to feel her boobs. Yeah, in, in the car over or something. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. But Joey has two auditions. That's why he's in New York, in not New York, the opposite of New York, Los Angeles. Yes, they're the opposites of each other because they're on two they're different coasts. Up coastlines. is down and left is right. <laughs> uh, one um, inter- is has is a cable show with an intriguing mix of nudity and swearing, and the other is a show about nurses. And Joey prefers the nudity and swearing to playing a nurse because he played a brain surgeon and doesn't think his fans would. Would buy him as a nurse, but they bought him as a as a doctor. <laughs> yeah, they bought him as a brain surgeon. Way it is a joke from the episode. It is a joke from the episode. <laughs> this is this is just already a slog. I mean, it, I I don't know what it is about it, but there's a bit of like there's already kind of a fatigue in. The idea of Joey for an entire episode. Not that he's an annoying character or anything. He, in Friends, he's a kind of he's a he's lovable, really. I think in Friends, but in Friends, you have the other characters to cut away from Joey being stupid. Yeah, um, I I don't think it's a problem with the character. The character clearly works. No, it's not a problem with the character at all. I mean, Matt LeBlanc is... He knows what he's doing, and he's doing it very, and he's doing his very best in this. Yeah, I don't think there's enough punch to the episode. It's, yeah. it's a very formal, setting-up-everything episode. There's not enough... Um, there's no big set pieces at all. 
there are some gags. There are some good gags. There are some not so good gags. But there's no huge rolling on the floor laughing moment. No, it's it, it's it's a real boilerplate of a of a of a first episode, really. Mm. It's like character comes to new situation, meets new meets you know characters we've previously not really met or heard of before, or maybe we've kind of heard of met some of the different people. Uh, we in, introduced to other new characters. And there's a slight reference to the previous life of the character in the show we're more familiar of of them from when we get the Chandra and I are not a gay couple line, which uh, Joey yells at his sister Gina, who looks who when she says that Los Angeles has a thriving gay scene and looks at him and he yells about that. It's um, not great when one of the best jokes in the episode is a reference to the other show. Yeah. And like... Even I feel like this, like the, his his new his his home is in the show is is it looks now obviously in Friends they were on sets, but this looks even more like a set to me. It looks really fake. Do you get that kind of a feeling from the the whole like apartment complex or whatever it is that it just looked really stagey? Yeah, yeah, it does. But probably because it is. Well, yeah. That that there's no way that's an actual exterior. No, I mean, like that's obviously it's a you know a sitcom that's shot. It's, imp- in... it's impressive that they built a pool on a stage. Hmm. Um. Obviously, it's a sitcom. You know, sitcom like then it's tr- traditional sitcom, so it's filmed in front of an audience. It's on a sound stage. It's all that, but. The apartments and friends did look like they were lived in. Yeah, and part of that, I think, is down to the fact that Joey hasn't moved in yet. Yeah. But even at that, like, the... Nothing in... I feel like no, I feel, I feel like everything in, in this field faults. Yeah, I get what you mean. There, there's... Everything that's there is there because it is a prop and not yes. because it is a place where someone is living. Yeah. That's not, it isn't the kind of show where that would be like an aesthetic choice. This is, this is just what they did. Mm. It's right down to the way the, the credits are so generic. It's just, it's just generic and we're really, we're summing up in the middle of it, but like, it's really a slog. <laughs> You meet Joey's um, nephew, um, or Joey can see the Hollywood sign from where he lives if he tilts his head back and looks at a funny angle, and he can see the middle of the Hollywood sign. The Hollywood sign. Yeah, which um, just made me think of Bojack Horseman, which a decade later would have um, Hollywood because of Reasons I won't say because I don't want to spoil Bojack Horseman on you. We're going to do that in a few weeks, and you're I know and I know you're holding off. Spoilers for like I don't know six weeks away or whatever. Are you also seen to a woman's bathroom, which is a very, I guess, expected Joey line. We also learned that uh, Gina had a child, and uh, when she was sixteen, who is now in his twenties, but she doesn't that. Her son Michael know that uh, that she had him in her teens, and that just made me think of again. I've proven myself to not have good friends knowledge apparently earlier in this episode, but didn't Joey super freak out when his little sister got pregnant? Uh, yeah, I think I remember that episode. Um, Gina's older than Joey though, so mm. I don't think he's allowed to freak out about stuff like that. Yeah. She's I'd... clearly in charge of this relationship. Maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like if if, if that had already happened, then would he not have freaked out as much? I, maybe because of the little sister thing, you're right, but you would have think that would have come up in that episode again listeners correct me if i'm wrong because i haven't i i i I don't watch the endless friends reruns on comedy central 
because I don't watch TV very much. So let's talk about Michael. Talk to about, talk to us about Michael, Alan. So Michael is uh, played here by a person whose name I have forgotten now. Actor McGee. Actor McGee, yes, actor McGee. Uh, Paolo Constanzo, who's a guy that he, he's been in a few things. Um, he was in Animorphs, remember Animorphs? Yeah. I know what that word is. He was in that. Who hasn't? No, uh, he's probably mostly known for this and for being in Road Trip. I think I remember him from Road Trip. I think I've seen Road Trip. I think. I don't know. I, I, my memory's not great for this compared for things I don't really like. <laughs> uh, so Michael is 20. He's just out of college and he is doing grad work over at Caltech. He's working on uh, escape modules for the ISS. He's a literal rocket scientist, which is a joke in the episode. <laughs> what are you, a rocket scientist? Yes. Yes, yes I am. <clears throat> And he still lives with Gina, but it becomes quite evident in the episode that Michael doesn't want to live with his mother anymore. And um, and everyone's making fun of him, even the engineers. Yes, even that the Howard Wolowitz is probably really annoying. Yeah, imagine... Just, just imagine if there was a Big Bang Theory-Joey crossover. Just imagine it. It would be... It, it would exist. <laughs> it wouldn't be great. Or I felt, did you actually watch Joey when it was airing? I started watching it and then I I, I dropped it. And I, it was never compulsive viewing. I feel like I was in... I feel like I, I might, might have watched it regularly just out of curiosity for maybe a season and then maybe near the end as well. Um, spoilers, it ends with Joey uh, marrying... Uh, the Alex character, who he meets in the first episode, who in the time of the first episode, we find out is both a corporate lawyer and um, also married, which, is, which which puts a dampener on Joey's uh, desire to woo her. So I thought was really weird about, Joe, about the sitcom Joey as well, was that it, it turned Joey from the womanizing guy he was in Friends to... Um, Joey has a super crush on, on his neighbor girl, but she's married. Oh, noes. But I guess they kind of had in friends as well with the Rachel thing. But Yeah, they did develop Joey into a guy who, who kind of wants to have relationships with people. It just doesn't feel... It just felt weird to the, to the idea of Joey settling down like that, which he eventually does. Um, Alex is the only non-actor in the entire complex, apparently. Yes. Too. She points out uh, to all the apartments and after Joey introduces himself as an actor, like it's a big deal. Mm. This is Los Angeles. Everyone's an actor. Except her, she's a corporate lawyer. And then Joey does his Romeo Juliet speech, doing the Juliet lines. Which is funny, if not kind of predictable, I guess. That Joey, oh, Joey does lines from a thing and gets it wrong and then does the Joey thing of of um, yeah, yelling about how he did it for millions of, of um, millions of, uh, what's the word again? Auditions. There we go. Auditions, yes. Something you've just failed. Goodbye, Patrick. <laughs> Got your lines for the last time. That's what editing is for, Alan. On the side of the show, we get to see the side of the show that Joey is, is apparently coming over to L.A. To, to work on, and he's basically just punching a guy and getting covered in blood. Yeah, it's very HBO. <laughs> Actually, it's probably not even HBO. It's stars. It's very stars. <laughs> uh, and at this point, I kind of noted down, it does feel like a real run-of-the-mill sitcom. It's like after Friends, you kind of really have a sitcom that feels run-of-the-mill. Mm. Definitely. And now I'm thinking, remember Frasier? Yes. You know Frasier was a spin-off of Cheers? Yeah, and uh, uh, Frasier introduces you to uh, an aspect of uh, Frasier's family that you're not uh, that hasn't really been mentioned. Yes. 
and you get introduced to all the characters in in a much better way. Frasier has a way better pilot than this. Frasier is also very different from Cheers. Yes, it has a different tone. uh, Cheers was centered around the bar and uh, Frasier was just the intellectual at the bar. Yeah. Well, Kelsey Grammer was a, like, the became a, a regular in, in Cheers. Or, uh, he wasn't, you know, it would have been different if they, if, you know, they did a spin-off of, like, with Cliff or Norm. Mm. Which is what, which is what Joey feels like. It feels like they did a spin-off with Norm. Yeah. And Norm isn't a character who can exist outside of Cheers. No. And Joey isn't a character who can really exist outside of outside of the world of friends, I don't feel like. Like you you can't have Joey without Chandler or without any of the other characters to kind of bounce off of and also limit his screen time. Like overexposure to a character is is, 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 is like this just kinda just kinda it show it, it shows up the flaw in the character. Like there's a reason my friends was an ensemble thing, basically, is what I'm saying mm-hmm. here. And I know we're kinda of getting ahead of ourselves here, but we've kind of already said Yeah. This isn't good. <laughs> um uh, that's it. Um the Joey was the character with the least character development in in their own of friends. Yeah. And that's mainly because if if you develop your comic relief character too much Especially when the the comedy's coming from, uh, isn't he stupid? Yeah. Oh, look at all those mistakes. You kind of stop laughing and you start just pitying. Yeah. So uh, Joey wasn't really able to grow as much as as any of the other characters in in the show, even Phoebe. Yeah, yeah, and I think the comparison with Frasier is probably. Frasier's probably one of the most successful spin-offs that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it it went on for 11 years. Yeah. And it's... They, they were, and they were really smart with how they did that. They took, you know, they, they, they took Frasier... Frasier doesn't even... Frasier's life is 100% different from Cheers in that he moves from uh, Boston to Seattle. He has his brother. He has his dad. He has they they change even how the the, the way the the way it's written from the way it's written as well and the way it just mm. it becomes this farce about this you know pair of Seattle intellectuals um, the way it's presented with the little title cards in between every whatever every every actor however they did it. Frasier was a show they put actual that the people who were behind it actually clearly put an awful lot of thought into. Yes, and notably, it was also the the writers of Frasier were also involved in the production of Cheers to to yeah. a more larger extent than than the writers of uh, Friends were, because yeah. um, of uh, Bright Kaufman and Crane from Friends only uh, uh, Kevin S. Bright was a producer on Joey and even he only kind of did it to to steerish yeah well also there's probably a it helps that you know Jim 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 Burroughs was involved in Fraser and Fraser as well as Cheers and like Jim Burroughs is Jim Burroughs mm. <laughs> and Christopher Lloyd not that one yes the other Christopher Lloyd oh you used to confuse me like I'd see that in the crowds and go Christopher Lloyd oh mustn't be the same guy um <laughs> To sum up the plot, really, is Joey... Michael decides to move in with Joey. Gina gets angry. Uh, Gina finds out about this and gets angry. Joey loses his show. The other show becomes really popular. And um, Joey's agent, who is that woman who is in lots of things, like a lot, she's in... Um, I forget her name, but I know she was in Reba. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. She's Sorry. In, um... And she was in... She's in, like... She's in for your consideration uh, as well, and she's Jennifer in... Coolidge. Yes, she's in so many things. 
She's the actress she's you'd know. She's in Two Broke Girls at mm. the moment. She's she very funny. That. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, but she ends up always being in terrible sitcoms. For some she was reason. in Friends. She was? That's a completely different character. Well, obviously, because she's playing Joey's um, agent in this. And she says, basically, you'll get... She gives him mixed signals of, you'll get nothing better than this. I'll help you out. Um, blah, blah, blah. He does a thing... He does a... Actual not, by the way, is blah, blah, blah. Um, mm. One of the funniest things is that I think Matt LeBlanc does in the entire episode is he, he has the, the thing on. Gina's cutting his hair and he has the thing. Like the... The, 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 the cape. The cape. He does this cape acting, which is pretty funny. Um... Joey and Joey uh, interviews or auditions for a entertainment show. Can't figure out the lights to tell him which camera to look at. Um, finds that Alex is married. Joey says Joey and um, Joey and Gina and Michael have a have a thing about Michael moving in with Joey, and Joey's all like, "I came to New to Los Angeles because all my friends were getting married." Or, are moving away and you know it's time for change you got to accept the change Gina and Gina was Gina eventually accepts the change and Dave and, and Joey says that Joey mentions offhandedly that she was 16 when she had Michael which um, Michael didn't know to that point and never figured out despite the fact he's um, you know a postgraduate in apparently a child prodigy um, Gina grabs Joey by the ear and makes him say that, she, that he's gay for David Cassidy and the thing ends. Well, we talked about an awful lot of here about what's bad about this. Mm. And it went on for two seasons. Yeah, if you go onto the Wikipedia page, the, the episodes lists are there and the last column in the table is viewers. And you can see the viewers go down pretty much steadily. As you scroll down the page. Yeah, so you're going like the first episode has this got 18, 18 million viewers, we'll say. Like almost 18 and a half million. The final episode that season got eight. They lost 10 million viewers in the first season. <laughs> and. And season two didn't do any better. No, it starts off with seven. And the last episode that aired that has ratings for it uh, has four million. Um, it got put on hiatus um, and eventually cancelled. Yep, the end of the season actually first aired here on RTE Two. Really? Yeah. We got the first. We uh, we were the first to air the episode Joey and the Dad. <laughs> that's uh, that seems kind of typical <laughs> because RTE will, it will, will definitely that actually still now RTE would, it would, would do something like that yeah um, just because it's cancelled in America doesn't mean we have to do anything about it which is funny because you know around that time I remember that um, you know RTE and this will come up again in a future episode we're going to talk, talk about Veronica Mars and uh Oh, RT really, really didn't do no, they didn't. any justice. Um, and I'll say it now, because this is one of the this is one of the possibly nerdiest things I've ever done. I actually, when RT started showing Veronica Mars and then suddenly stopped, I emailed RT to ask why they had stopped and replaced the show with. Oh, some awful sitcom. Um, they've been showing it during the day over the summer season. And then I asked why they had stopped. Are they going to show anymore? Because I, they stopped during the midway through the second season of Veronica Mars. And I wanted to see more. And um, they were they eventually put it back on at like Wednesdays at one o'clock in the morning. It was Thursdays. Thursdays. They actually had a really great, really late night programming slot that uh, myself and my sister, Sarah, used, used to stay up to watch Drinking Jack Daniels. <laughs> We'd watch Veronica Mars followed by, um, uh, what else was on? Eli Stone. Uh, re- and, like, what was it? And Psych. Psych. And what was that show? Reaper? That Reaper used to as well. well. Yeah. Yeah, that. 
it was just like four hours of brilliant TV. And it was in, and it was in like the middle of the night. Yet Joey used to air at seven p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Tells you lots about RTE. <laughs> yeah, I think we've probably beaten Joey to death at this point, Alan. It's pretty. I like. I I, I like. I like Matt LeBlanc. LeBlanc too. He's a great actor, and and he deserves something better than this. I, the main problem here is I don't think they tried hard enough. Agreed. They they knew going into it. This is a spin-off from the most successful sitcom since Frasier. <laughs> and uh, people are... We've got guaranteed eyeballs. Oh. And I, that, I think that means that they didn't put their best foot forward. In Interesting it. quote from Kevin S. Bright about the cancellation of Joey. On Friends, Joey was a womanizer, but we enjoyed his exploits. He was a solid friend, a guy you knew you could count on. Joey was deconstructed to be a guy who couldn't get a job, couldn't ask a girl out, he became a pathetic, mopey character. I felt he was moving in the wrong direction, but I was not heard. Which is true. Like they, they, they the character yeah. of Joey in the series, as it would go on, was not Joey. Um, and they never managed, I think, to get any of the friends cast to even appear in the show. No, they did get in. Uh, they did get in some. Big guest stars. Uh, uh, Lucy Liu was in it for a few episodes. Uh, I seem to remember. Christina Ricci appeared in it. Machen Amick appeared in it. Carmen Electra, I think, appeared in. Looks like things appeared in an episode. John Larroquette. Um, also, Simon Helberg actually did. Uh, speaking of Big Bang Theory, did appear as a friend of Michael's. <laughs> um, Jay Leno appeared as well in it. Um, and Brent Spiner appeared as himself in an episode. There are some shows you probably couldn't, you, you just can't do a successful spin-off of. Um, because spin-offs are really hard. Yeah. Look how much they tried to mash. Yeah, the, there was what? Three, four of those? There's uh, Radar. There's Aftermash. There's Trapper John MD, which actually did okay. Uh, I think that's all of them. Um, I think I'm thinking like, uh, remember the porridge spinoff? Going straight. Yeah. Never saw an episode of it. Uh, the uh, the um, the sort of spinoff to um, oh, um, are you being served? Grace and favor. Didn't see that. There was I'm doing a lot of British ones right now. Um, there was the uh, again British Only Fools and Horses spinoff. Oh, the Green Green, green Grass, grass yeah, awful. Um, I don't think of other ones now. Weirdly enough, like you have that whole um, Tommy Westfall universe, which is like spinoffs and all sorts of shows that are connected, interconnected, and. A lot of them were successful shows. I feel like there was a lot of shows in the 80s, certainly, that, that spun off and spun off well. Like mm. um, Shows like... Um, I think Matlock was a spin-off of something. And then... Um, Diagnosis Murder was a spin-off, was a spin-off as well. Matlock. Yeah. Um, and then you have a bunch of shows that were spin-offs of each other, just like sitcoms, American, a lot of American sitcoms that were spin-offs of each other. And... I struggle to think of a spin-off that has really worked since, like, probably since Frasier. Can you think of any? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there, there are ones that have worked. Well, uh, um... Maybe outside the Battle Star- the Stargate ones, maybe. Do they count? Stargate was always niche. Mm. They were good shows, but they, uh, uh, you couldn't really call them huge successes. Um... Yeah, even, like, recently, what we had, uh, How I Met Your Dad never made it past pilot. Angel. Angel, it was a lot earlier than you think yeah, it is. Yeah, actually, come to think of it. Well, you can always think of the uh, the the, uh, the the Daily Show spinoffs have been rather successful. NCIS has had a few spinoffs now, and they've been... And CSI as well. There was Pork Pie, the spin-off to Desmond's. 
that was successful, <laughs> possibly. The Simpsons was a spin-off. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was the Tracy Ullman show. Um, Yogi Bear was apparently a spin-off as well, but and uh, I Am Weasel. It was, uh, there was North Landing. There was uh, there was Hollyoaks later. <laughs> um, and let's start listing spin-offs and rank this because, like, I think we've established that a spin-off is a a spin-off is is a difficult thing to pull off, and and with Joey, they did not pull it off. It just sort of managed to stay alive. Somehow, possibly over the, off the power of it being a show starring Matt LeBlanc from Friends playing Joey from Friends. But when you look at the post-Friends careers of many of the Friends actors, certainly in that period, they didn't really do very well in acting roles. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston did a load of mm. romantic comedies and kind of got yeah. trapped in a, in a loop there. Uh, David Schwimmer went into directing. Yeah, he directed some of the some episodes of Joey. Matthew Perry had uh, Studio Sixty. Yeah, Studio Sixty, which I thought yeah, I it liked. Didn't do that well though. Didn't do that well. Um, the show that um, Lisa Kudrow did, uh, the comeback. Yes. That's actually made a comeback in uh, <laughs> recently, and um, was apparently also like like Studio Sixty, didn't do very well, mm. but did have an audience. Like it did have a small audience. Um, I quite like Studio 60, but the problem was it came around around the same time as 30 Rock came around. And 30 Rock kicked its ass. Yeah. And well, Courtney Cox eventually found her way into uh, Cougar Town. Cougar Town, yeah. You know, she did okay. But Matt LeBlanc's comeback, he had that show. What was that show that he was doing? Episodes. Episodes. With um, Stephen Mangan and... Um... Tams and Greg. Tams and Greg from yeah. Black Books. Yeah, but I don't know. No, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy it. The uh, episodes, but also Matt LeBlanc has. I think Matt LeBlanc got an Emmy for that. Might have. I think it's been very successful. I just haven't really. I just. I just. I saw bits of it and never really. Put, never really hooked me. So you, where do we put this on this list, Alan? Where does this even go? That's a. That's a very good question. Okay, let's let's look. At the Big Bang Theory. Number 14. The 14th of... Currently is 37 episodes. Although we haven't ranked the 37th episode yet. So, I'm trying to compare the two, this to the Big Bang Theory because I think they're comparable. Mm, yeah, they are. I'm looking up and down the list, and, and and you know, as as spin-offs go, the spin-offs that we did a few months ago, like the uh, your your um, Coltons and your your uh, J.D. Doyles and your um, I don't know what else, what else was a spin-off that we did. I can't see any more on the list right now. But those kind of shows, I don't I don't even think I don't even think Joey is better than J.D. Doyle. <laughs> No, it's not because J. Dicker Doyle at, at, at its heart is a decent episode of Magnum PI. It's a terrible pilot episode for for a J. Dicker Doyle show, but it's a good Magnum episode. And the Coltons is the Coltons is fun. Yes, I'm really sad there wasn't a Coltons show. Yeah. I watched that. Uh, that that was with with with, with little Denzel Washington. Keep it going, Junior. Damn it. <laughs> That, that 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 sounds bad in in hindsight, but it was like months ago. Internet, I don't remember things. <laughs> um, so where are we gonna put this, Alan? Right. <laughs> as I gloss I over that. This, I don't think this is as good as the Big Bang Theory. No, I don't think so. I think the Big Bang Theory did a lot uh, a a lot of a better job of setting up the premise. I found this such a slog. Mm. I'm trying to see where I I I, I would put it. So the next sitcom pilot then on the list is that, is that 80s, 80s show. show. And again, I'm not sure it's even that no, good. No, it's not. Like it's, it's, and I would say we're talking coupling UK, Red Dwarf, U, uh, IT Crowd, Emily's Reasons Why Not, Clerk. It's better than Clerk's. Yeah. It's better than Emily's Reasons Why Not as well. Yeah. 
It's uh, yeah, I think it's around the cu- coupling red dwarf area. Um, better than IT Crowd US. You know it isn't. No, it's not. Uh, that's where it goes. I think it goes between the IT Crowd US and K9. Yeah. Or is it better than K9 and Company? Uh, yes. I'll tell. I'll, I'll. It's shorter than K9 and Company. That's true. Um, that 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 helps. I think I can I can take that. Uh, we'll we'll install Joey firmly at number twenty two on our on our podcast of pilot season Pantheon Clint's Pry. I don't know. Um, this was a hard episode, Alan. It's always hard when when you've got something so insubstantial. Yeah, it really is. It's just like. I can't believe I managed to make it through, I think, a season of this, possibly even more a decade ago. But then again, it was 2004, and we didn't have the internet, and we didn't have smartphones. <laughs> so Speak for yourself. I was in college. I had the internet. I had the internet. In fact, I used to talk to you on the internet. On MSN? On MSN. But, you know, we didn't have broadband. At the time, no. Well, you didn't. Well, I didn't. I didn't have broadband at the time, and I had to watch television for entertainment. It was either that or play your PlayStation Two, or whatever. Kids these days don't know. Don't know they're born, Alan. They don't know they're <laughs> born. We had to watch Joey and like it, and then ten years later watch it again for a podcast. Because in two thousand four, what's a podcast? <laughs> and then rank it. For arbitrary reasons. <laughs> Basing it purely on whether we think it's better than, <laughs> than a remake of the IT crowd. Our list is stupid, but I like it. <laughs> we have no criteria, just our, our, our opinions of the moment. And <laughs> that's why you love us, listener. Probably. <laughs> So what's next on this endless chicane of joy that is pilot season? Oh. Don't worry, Patrick. Next you're going to enjoy it. It is Veronica Mars. It is Veronica I Mars. I had completely forgotten that Veronica Mars was next week. and um, Because, Alan, a long time ago, we used to be friends. But I haven't talked to you lately at all. If ever again a greeting I send to you Short and sweet to the soul I intend. Uh, more words. I'm not going to remember them. But Come on, there sugar. you go. There they are. There's Alan Byrne is the Dandy Warhols. Yeah. Next week, uh, actually it's cheering me up now because we're doing Veronica Mars, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, well, for about a season and a half, or two seasons and a half. <laughs> A show which uh, Alan still has my second season DVDs. and I swear I'm going to watch it one of these days. <laughs> and um, the show which brought us uh, Kristen Bell and uh, has uh, Steve Gutenberg in it eventually, but not <laughs> in the first season. In the first season, we have that guy from Crash of the Titans. Uh, name escapes me right now. Also, Amanda Siegfried as a ghost. Yeah. Amanda Siegfried's a thing now, but in Veronica Mars, she was a ghost. Well, not really a ghost. She was kind of more of a, a flashback. Corpse. A corpse. Um, and you've got uh, Charisma Carpenter and a bit of Alison Hannigan. And that still trying to remember the name of the guy from Planet of Titans. Because he's kind of important. Is it Channing Tatum? No, Harry Hamlin, the original one. Oh, right. So next week, we're going to watch a show that I actually like, which should make it easier to... <laughs> than watching freaking Joey on that 80s show. <laughs> it's been a while since I watched something I actually liked. Actually, I feel like it was the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was the last thing I watched. I watched this that I actually knew I was going to like. Um <laughs> So next week it's Veronica Mars, as I've said like four times. And I'm excited now. I'm actually excited. Get hyped. I'm getting hyped 
for a show that kicks off with a with a character talking about how they got raped, but it turns it around. It works. It all works because it's a good show. Uh, until season three happens, but that's CW's fault. Next week we'll do more about Veronica Mars. This week we're done on 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 um, stupid friend spinoff. Why couldn't they have given us I don't know Gunther? Gunther would have been a better spinoff than this. Actually, yeah. Yeah, it would have been brilliant. You know, he gets like uh, 250,000 in residuals for every episode. Good for him. Nice work if you can yeah. get it. <laughs> and, and he started off as an extra who they only started giving lines to because he was the only one who knew how to work the coffee machine. <laughs> that is the life. Yeah, um, I'd take that. Yes. They should have gone with Gunther. This Gunther opens his own cafe or something. Yeah, Gunther moves to LA to make it in the cafe world. No, Gunther moves, Gunther stays in New York, opens up his own business. He already has his own business in New York. He doesn't, he doesn't own Central Park. I think he does. He doesn't. He was just an employee. There was a, there was a, a boss in Central Park. Was there? You very rarely ever saw them, but they, there was. I am ninety percent sure Gunther was just an employee of Central Park. I'll take your word for it, listener. If you think we're wrong, tweet at Alan Byrne. <laughs> Why? You're the one who said it. <laughs> because I felt like uh, I don't know. I felt like that was the right thing to do. Um, <laughs> this is another episode of Pilot Season. I'm stopping this before it gets good. <laughs> um, I have been Patrick Brogan. You can find me at theunemployedhistorian.com. You can find this podcast on iTunes. Remember to like, subscribe, whatever you do on iTunes. I don't know. I get confused between YouTube and this. Um, uh, you can find me at places, Nerdvise, Sorty Gummer, uh, all those places. Alan Byrne, if people wanted to find you and tweet you things about Gunther and, <laughs> and uh, pitches for Gunther-based spinoffs, how would they do that? Um, well, you can find me on Twitter where I'm at Alan Byrne, spelled A-L-A-N-B-E-I-R-N-E. I always wanted to follow you on with that because I like the way you do it. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> uh, I'm also on Tumblr. That's alanbyrne.tumblr.com. And I have a website called albyrne.com, but that's moved to LA to make it in the website business. <laughs> the website Which is weird because, you know, Silicon Valley is in like San Francisco. Why did it move to LA? <laughs> to make it in the website business. Like it's going to turn up at Squarespace door and be all like, hello, I am here to join the website business. It's already on Squarespace. <laughs> well then, th- therein lies your problem, Alan. Your website <laughs> doesn't know what has a crisis of identity. It thinks it's a Wix website. <laughs> oh no, Not... anything but that. And I on... raised it better. <laughs> and on that note... When the podcast finally gets good, we say goodbye. Goodbye, Internet. Bye. That picked up as soon as we stopped talking about Joey. Yeah, yeah, clearly the problem was Joey. Yeah. God, Joey sucks. (laughs)